How's it going, everybody? It's your boy, Davion Everything, and welcome back to the podcast. This is episode number eight of The Solo Show. Um, before we get started here, I'm going to plug our sponsor because I always forget to and it ends up at the end of the video and you guys don't give a fuck. So please go check out www.brokenglasssupply.ca. Go check it out and maybe you'll see something you'd like to purchase. So, And one more thing before we get this rolling, um, if you could like, comment, and subscribe on this video, go check us out on all other platforms, including TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Rumble, Twitter, fucking Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, the whole thing, boys. If you could go check that out, that would be fantastic. Okay, guys, so what we're going to get into today, I'm going to tell you a couple of fucking Stupid stories that I have in my belt, under my belt. Um, so here we go. And I don't want the world to see me. Cause I don't think that they'd understand. When everything's made to be broken. I just want you to know who I am. Alright guys, so the first story I want to tell today is um, another in story of, of employment, of my employment history, I should say. So the, this story here, it falls in the timeline of like 2013, I think, 2013. Um, I had just finished, this is, this is probably in like September, October-ish. I had just finished uh, graduating from my two-year associate's degree to pro, pl- diploma from uh, Coconut College here in Kitchener. And, um, you know, it was a weird time because I was trying to uh, make my way into a a field of industry, trying to find a job in what I graduated in, but um, I was struggling. So at the time, I was working full-time at Goodwill as a donation sorter, and I was pretty fucking miserable because I felt that I had, um, I was kind of failing because I, I was still, you know, I had this perception that people thought that... Um, I was doing nothing with my life. So when customers would come in a Goodwill to, to donate things, I had just kind of felt like ashamed of it because um, I wasn't doing shit. Like I, at least that was the percept- perception was I was just wasting my time as this guy working at Goodwill, making fuck all money, and I had nothing going on in my life. But in the background, I was trying to find work. I was trying to find um, a per- apprenticeship, a company to work for. But you know, I just I was in my head and. Anyways, I was working full-time at Goodwill, and I thought, man, I just got to do anything else but this. I need to uh, make work my way into something, right? So I had a good friend, a really good friend of mine that I knew, I had known since I was like 13 years old, and he was a real hustler. You know, I, I unfortunately I haven't spoken to him in a few years now, but, you know, we used to hang out all the fucking time. And this guy was a real hustler, like a real, like, you know, he wanted to get paid. He wanted to, he didn't, and he didn't want to work at like a, a nine to five kind of job. He's one of those guys that he, he would always looking for some kind of opportunity to make like a sales or commission kind of uh, job. And he just liked the idea of going out there and just having some kind of control over how much money he could make. And, and at least that's how he thought anyways. He did a lot of door to door sales. And we all know those guys that come to your door and, and trying to sell you, you know, there's a, a, a slew of them. And this guy worked for all of them, basically. You know, he did uh, meat packages. So you could buy like, you know, uh, a, a, you could buy a, a freezer full of meat. And he did that. He did the um, natural gas packages. He did the uh, furnace and air conditioning, which, you know, there's another story with that because I also did that 
through him. Um, but that's not today's story. But I've, I, he's gotten me two jobs, essentially, via his door-to-door sales. Um, yeah, he's done them all, man. He's He's been the guy that knocks on your door and, you know, is very pushy and tries to sell you some bullshit. And, you know, I think he was pretty good at it. Um because he was making a de- like he was making a living. I'm not sure what he was doing uh, as far as an income, but he was doing okay enough to survive anyway. So anyway, so I'm at this point where I'm like desperate for something different than what I'm doing. And I didn't want to quit my full-time job because I I didn't mind working there as an easy job. They're at Goodwill, but I just wanted to um I wanted to have something with a bit of, I think honestly just a, a better title. So when this dude was selling windows and doors, door to door, I was like, you know, I'm not doing shit else. And I, you know, I need some kind of work. So maybe this is worth, maybe this is worth looking into. Maybe he's onto something and I think this is a scam. And I think that, you know, I just always kind of laughed at it because I thought he was bullshit. And you're going to find out at the end of this story that may or, it may or may not have been bullshit. But uh, I said, you know what? Maybe I got to give this a chance. And so I asked him to get me a gig. Like, hey, man, can you at least get me an interview with your boss? And, you know, maybe I can I can learn the, the ways of selling door-to-door and annoying the fuck out of people um, in their mornings. So <laughs> this is so th- that's what he did. I mean, I mean these kind of companies are, are looking for young, um, kind of almost desperate people that are willing to... Uh, try anything to make a buck so that's the kind of people that they hired so anyways i he said okay yep my i talked to his boss his boss called me and he said okay man what i'm gonna do is i want to try you out so if you could come for this job interview we can meet and i'll see what you know see what if you're into it if i'm into if i uh, i like you as a worker maybe we can do this do this Maybe we can make this happen and I'll get you a job. He said, all right, cool. Yeah, no problem. He said, all right. And this should have been a red flag. And it was. I definitely understood that this was not normal. He says, okay, meet me at the local Tim Hortons um, in Cambridge. And we'll do a job interview there. I said, all right, whatever. He's probably a busy man. He just wants to do this on the fly. Um, I'm assuming he had an office. Like at this point, I assumed he had an office. But so I, that morning of the interview, it's like a eight o'clock interview type of thing. My buddy, he has this shitty uh, 2001 uh, Nissan Maxima. He picks me up and he says, yeah, I'll give you a ride to the interview because I'm going to meet my boss there as well. I said, okay, that's fucking strange. Like why, you know, don't you guys have uh, some kind of meeting, some kind of office or that you can meet at or you're going to get guys are going to canvas a certain area. So why wouldn't you meet there? Either way, I was like, all right, let's go, man. I got the day off. Let's see what this is about. So buddy, my, my friend drives me to Cambridge. We meet this guy at the Tim Hortons. We sit down at, at the Tim Hortons table. And Tim Hortons, if you don't know, is um, like a coffee place, a coffee and donuts place here in Canada. So I go into the restaurant. I, I see this guy. He's, you know, kind of ex- almost what I expected. He was, and hey, no shade at these people, but he fucking, he wasn't very tall, very bad receding hairline, um, golf shirt, khakis, like, he looked like a the biggest douchebag, like, he looked like a classic, like, pushy salesperson, so, we sit down, and as we're sitting there, other people start to roll up, there's probably, like, 
another five or six random ass people to me, young people that are sitting down with us. So it turns out that I'm having this job interview with not only, I think there must have been at least one other person interviewing for it, but also his entire um, team was sitting there uh, because what what was going to happen was he was going to send us out in this particular area afterwards. So this guy, what he does is he says, all right, man, what, you know, why do you want this job? The classic questions and shit, right? He says, all right, well, what did you go to school for? I said, well, I went for um, heating and cooling. And then he asked me a couple uh, questions in particular that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. One was, um, wh- how m- what is the dollar value of the bills that you have to pay? What are your expenses every month? I said, well, in my head, I'm thinking, fuck, that's a kind of a personal question. But I said, I don't know. I was living at my parents at the time and I didn't have that many bills, if I'm being honest with you. I really didn't because, you know, I'm like 20, 20 years old and I just fresh out of college and I didn't really have fuck all for bills. So I tell him what I have. It's like minimal. Basically, he tells me like, all right, you know, I, I like to have people that have all kinds of expenses because they're more driven. They're more, they've got that hustler mentality and they're going to be willing to put in the work to make the money for like for him, right? Because how it worked, it was kind of a pyramid scheme kind of thing, right? Like he had his team for this windows and doors company and then he would, they would get commissions when they sold windows or sold, sold doors. Um, but really he's making a bigger commission and then I'm assuming the company above him makes a bigger commission and et cetera, et cetera. So he's like, no, I like to have people that are, you know, they're desperate basically for, for, uh, for money. Cause they're going to be willing to work for me. They're really trying to try and uh, make sales. So I thought that was kind of skeezy already, but I said, fuck it. I said, all right, man, well, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like I'm willing to, I'm willing to work and you know, I'm willing to give this a shot. So <laughs> he says, all right, man, well, what we're going to do is we're not going to pay you today, but we're going to put you out in the streets and you're going to go and team up with one of our salesmen and you can, uh, he's going to show you the ropes and like, see if this is something you want to do and blah, blah, blah. I, I should have walked away at that point. But like I said, I had nothing else to do anyway. So I said, fuck it. I'll give this a shot. I hit the streets with this dude. Okay, no, what happened was my buddy drove a bunch of us to a, a subdivision in Cambridge. So what happened was my buddy put a few of us in a car and he, and he drove us to the subdivision in Cambridge and kind of spread us out um, in the subdivision. I got teamed up with this kid. He was like 18 years old. When I tell you this kid was fucking bizarre, like he was like insanely weird. So him and his brother, they were the top two salesmen of this sales team. And I don't know what that meant. Like, I don't know how much money they were making. This kid's telling me, we're walking through the streets, and he starts telling me his life story. He had, whole his life, grown up in the carnival, or some kind of like, you know those fairs that come town to town? I guess maybe like his family was very involved in that, and that was their lifestyle. So he was on the road, and he didn't really go to conventional high school or anything. He just kind of did homeschooling, and he finished very early, because like it probably was not like a real education, but either way... He finished school and him and his brother were like, what you think carnies are like, that's how they were like. Like, just like fast talking, uh, weird, just like, you know, not normally socialized people. <laughs> it was They were strange guys and they looked the same, which is, they weren't twins, but, you know, they were weird dudes. So he tells me about how he finished college and like, you know, I, some of his shit was bullshit for sure. He told me he finished college in like eight months and da 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 and all these stories he's telling me like really quickly like speaking like I'm speaking now just off the cuff just rambling on about all this all of his life story 
Anyways, we're walking through the subdivision, right? Boom, 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 boom. We would, so he's like, all right, we're going to do this door right here. I said, all right, cool. He knocks on the door. He takes a step back kind of off the porch. And then he proceeds to do his, his pitch. You know, a lady would answer the door and he would go, you know, take this fucking deep breath because he's about to machine gun off this stupid fucking speech that they would give to all the um, people that they're trying to sell windows to. So he'll, he'd go, hey, how's it going? Um, My name is Lynn. I'm with Windows and Doors and blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah, what a nice day it is. Eh? The weather's great. Anyways, we're selling Windows and Doors. We'd like, and like, no, that's not an exaggeration. That's what he would do. And it like, Apparently, he was working because he was the guy. He was that top salesman selling door-to-doors, selling windows door-to-door. So, he would ramble on this insanely quick machine gun speech, and then he would um, go, okay, are you interested? And the people would just be there with this, like, state of confusion. And I'll tell you, I'm just observing and watching all this shit go down because I don't know how to uh, sell door-to-door, but I'm watching him. And they said, he's the guy. He's the best fucking guy we got. Hit the streets with him. He'll teach you how to do it. But when I'm watching these people's faces that are at their door, they're just like confused and kind of like, what in the fuck is going on here? And get the fuck off of my property type of thing. Anyways, we did a bunch of doors with him. I did a bunch of uh, doors with him. So we walked to a bunch of doors and he would do that same fucking bit on every door he went to. And then... You know, people would be like, all right, no, I'm good, man. And he'd be like, are you sure? Are you sure? Like, la, la, la. I'd be like, they'd be like, no, man. Like, they would be fairly nice, but they'd be not get the fuck out of here kind of thing. So after doing a bunch of doors with this guy, in my head, I'm like, all right, this is bullshit. This is, I'm not getting paid for one. This is campy how you sell a product, too. I'm in some random subdivision in a city that I don't know that well. Um, and this guy is a fucking weirdo and there's bosses, a jackass. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm dipping and I'm not sticking around to do to um, to, to continue this out. Cause I'm not going to be doing this now. Keep in mind, I'm in this random subdivision in a neighboring city that I kind of knew, but not that well. Right. Because I, I hadn't, you know, I hadn't been driving around all that much and I didn't grow up there or anything. And we're kind of in the outskirts of town. And on top of that, this is like 2013. So smartphones were out, but I didn't have a GPS. Like I didn't have a, you don't have an iPhone with Google Maps. Like not a, people were just starting to get that, that technology. Like people were just starting to get smartphones with data and all that shit. I had an old Blackberry Bold or something and I didn't have a data plan that allowed me to use a GPS. So I said, Hey, Brother, I think, uh, you know, I appreciate it, but um, this just isn't really for me at all. And he says, he's like, I told him, I said, all right, well, I'm just going to go, man. And, uh, but it's been nice working with you. And all he does is laugh because he's like, good one, man. Good one. I'm like, no, I'm serious, man. Like, I'm going to dip. And he's like, well, what the fuck? Where are you going to go, man? Like, how are you going to, do you even know where you are? I said, I have no idea where I am. I don't know how the fuck I'm going to get home. But I'm out because this isn't for me. And he's like, no, man, man, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just ride it out, man. Stay with me. You need a ride home. I said, no, brother, I'll figure this out. I'm not doing this shit anymore. And I literally just turned around and we split ways. I started walking back to where I thought the entrance of the subdivision was. And he just kept going on with his sales. You know, I'm walking for a while, for a while, because I know I need to find a landmark um, that I can call someone and get a ride. For, for, you know, I need to get a ride home. And I knew that 
I likely I could get a hold of my mom and she would come pick me up if I could figure out where I was. So I get out of the subdivision. It takes me a while. I get out of the subdivision and I'm at, uh, ironically enough, where I live now is just up the street from where I was um, canvassing these windows and doors. So I get out of the subdivision and I find like a couple big chain stores that I can, you know, call and be like, hey, I'm near this. Um, I'm on this road. And again, like my mom wouldn't have had GPS either. So, but she knew, she knew the city much better than I did. So I call her. I said, Hey, can you come pick me up? Like, I just went through this, this crazy fucking, um, orientation selling door to doors, windows and doors, door to door. So I'm like, I'm near here. I'm on the street. I'm not sure exactly where I am, but just drive, please just drive until you can find me and I'll, I'll wave you down and you'll see me walking. Like I'm going to just start walking towards a couple landmarks. So kind of to cap this story off, my mom came and picked me up, saved my ass, uh, gave me a ride home and we just laughed about it. I told her all about the, about the, my, um, you know, potential gig. And she just said, yeah, you're a fucking idiot. You know, like why the, you had to know that wasn't going to work out. And I say, hey, I got to try, man. I got to try and find a path for myself here in life. So I had to give it a shot. Okay, the second story I'm going to tell is also about a former employer, a former employer that I've had and just some shenanigans that went down um, between a supervisor and one of the employees. This is another story at my time of my time at Value Village. Um, probably later on in my, probably like, Probably about three quarters of, of the way through my tenure there, this happened. I had a supervisor. We won't. I won't use her real name. We'll call her Stacy. Uh, Stacy was cool. Like I always liked working for Stacy. She was really chill. Sometimes I would give her a ride home in my car. She would smoke cigarettes in my car, <laughs> and uh, you know she's probably like I'm like 17 at this point, and she's probably like 25. I'm not. I don't exactly remember her age, but she's a lot older than me. But she was chill, man. She was cool. Um. And Stacy had a niece, and um, her niece was like she loved her niece, man. She was um, her niece was kind of like her daughter, almost thing. Oh, kind of, her niece was kind of like her daughter type of thing. You know what I mean? She um, took care of her a lot, and blah blah blah. Her niece was dating a guy. Now this guy happened ended up being a kid that I knew since I was a kid, since I was like probably four years old. I knew this kid, and this kid came from a really really rough family life. Um, very poor, um, terrible father figure that ended up going to prison. Um, you know, he didn't have fuck all, but he was a really optimistic and he was, uh, he was really optimistic and he was a really nice kid. Honest to God, he was a great kid. And I think now even he seems like he's, he's, uh, probably an even better father. I feel like he, I see him on social media and he seems like he's really done well with his life. Um, but the niece's boyfriend was this guy. So we're going to call this kid Ben. Stacy says, all right, I'm going to get my niece's boyfriend, Ben, a job here at the store. I'm going to get him in on donations and he's going to have some employment and then we're going to help him out because, you know, like I said, he, his family was in poverty. And Ben is a great kid. And you know what I mean? They did him dirty. I'm going to tell you how they did him dirty. So they get Ben a job. He's working donations. He's doing a great job. He's, you know, nice with the customers. He's good with the donations. He's being appropriate and he's just working and he's doing his thing, man. Like no shade at him. He did a great job. He was there only a short amount of time, maybe a couple months or something, right? And then what happened was him and Stacy's niece broke up 
And I'm not sure exactly the details of the breakup, but all I know is Stacy was pissed. And at this point, she's like, fuck this kid. This kid uh, broke my niece's heart and blah, blah, blah. She's all upset about it. In retrospect, I don't think um, Ben really did anything to the niece except, yeah, he probably broke her heart. They broke up and Stacy was just sour about it. So Stacy starts to hatch a plan to get rid of Ben because she's like, nah, this kid ain't working for my store anymore. So, you know, doesn't take long for Stacy to come up with a plan. I'll tell you that. So her plan was she was going to, she at her, at their niece's place, Ben had a bunch of his stuff. And like I said, he didn't have a lot, but he had a bunch of his stuff at Stacy's niece's place. Stacy, Stacy's plan was to basically take Ben's items, everything he had in the world, essentially, and what she was going to donate them to the store, right? Now, you're thinking, oh, that's greasy enough as is. She's just trying to get back to him and she's going to get rid of his things. But the second part of the plan was to not only donate them, but donate them just before Ben started his shift. So then Ben would come into his shift, look at the donation bin, and see his stuff in the bin. And be like, oh, whoa, 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 what the fuck? These are my items. What the? This is crazy. What the fuck? And one of his items was actually in his Xbox 360, which at the time was still like relatively new. And like I said, he was poor, so that was probably the most expensive item he owned. So that's exactly what happened, and that's exactly what Stacy did. He she, he came in, um, and he found that his stuff was in the donation bin. And what what anyone normal would do was, they said, "Holy shit, this is mine," and they take it back. And he goes and he like takes his stuff back. Well, he's on camera doing that for one thing, and um, basically what she did was she framed him for stealing. She um. Then said, you know, she caught him on camera taking items and putting them like wherever in his backpack or his locker or whatever. And they fired him for stealing shit from the store. And I don't know the conversation that happened up in the office, but somehow she got away with it. And, you know, if they probably would have looked back another hour or so on the cameras, they would have saw her donating those things. It could have also been the type of thing where they gave them to a random a friend of hers and they donated them. So maybe it was harder to, to, to trace back then, I think, but they definitely did Ben dirty and Ben got fired. And you know what? I never, I never really saw him again after that. I remember I saw him one time at a, at Walmart um, a few years later and he seemed like he was doing really well. So, you know, um, it's just, it's just a dirty thing to do to a guy, man. Like they did him dirty. He was just trying to do his fucking job and they really, they really fucked him over with that. So you know, and I still have both of them on social media and, you know, they both seem like they're doing well and, you know, it was just a different time, I think, on, in both of their lives and, you know, I think Stacy probably regrets doing that, I'm not sure, but she seems like she's doing fine too, so, um, but just poor Ben got done done dirty. Okay, guys, so that's the end of this episode, a couple quick stories for you. I hope that you enjoyed them, and um, if you could go ahead and give this video a like, that would be fantastic, and if you want to just watch clips of these stories, you can go check out our TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, like I said earlier on, we got the full full roster of uh, platforms that we post shit on, so um, until next time, guys, I'm Davey on everything, thank you so much for watching, this has been episode number 8 of the Solo Show, and we will see you next time.
Big cheese, all this under my jacket Work hard and I'm changing my bracket Talk tough, we ain't hear that racket Dots came in, you know how to stack it Take it wrong, but I'ma need my ends though I got tigers on my chest like Kenzo Rail came, yeah, he putting that Benz though Carol's here, man, you know you stay ten toes Big dog, man, you know I ain't worried Bent up, so I'm talking real slurry Got a blast, bro, I'm always in a hurry Big tricks, shootin' furry like curry Take a year, he ain't know he stay passed up You don't catch him late night, do you ass up? No, I'm real, how to put the E-class up They like, X, nigga, how you take the fast ride? 2018, it was me and Big